What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside co-hosts Jack Manis and Andrew Schreffler. Welcome back to the podcast. We took uh, a one week off. I uh, I don't know if I still am, but I, I would test a positive for the coronavirus. I don't know if you've heard of it. Ever but, heard of it? Uh. But nonetheless, we live, Mitch. We live, Mitch. We live. Welcome back, folks. Um, I'm sure by now, you know, if you're if you're lucky enough to still be in the fantasy playoffs, congratulations. I was not uh, that fortunate myself. Uh, are you guys in any championships? I'm in two. I'm in one, our best ball league. You got best ball. I'm in a I got two, two of my leagues at home here. I got I got a little championship matchup. I'm excited. Shout out T Higgins. Actually, I should start with that. Shout out T Higgins. You should. Yep. Yeah. T Higgins had 190 plus yards and two touchdowns. So he definitely carried some teams to the championship uh, last week. So, you know, congratulations to anyone who started him. You more than likely won your uh, your matchup last week. So congratulations. Um, on today's show, we'll be talking uh, about some Matchups in the week in week 17 that have some heavy playoff implications. There are a lot. We're only going to talk about five of them or so, but honestly, there's there's probably seven or eight of them that will, you know, have a heavy influence on what happens here in the postseason. Before that, Shreff will be talking about the Eagles and their um, massive win over the New York Giants last week. It was a bit of a blowout. Um you know, pretty much the whole way through. Maybe this, you know, it was kind of close, I guess, in the very, very beginning, but it got it got out of hand pretty quickly. So we'll hear from him. And the Eagles also can clinch this week. You know, they, they do need a couple things to go their way, but nonetheless, they still have an opportunity to clinch a postseason berth. Um, as they currently said, the seventh seed in the NFC at eight and seven. And following those two segments, we'll be doing lock of the week. And uh, be- before we get into the Eagles rant of the week, we have to congratulate Shreff. He will not be eating the chips. So he officially is not, uh, he's clinched not last place. Big time. And um, he's eight and one in his last nine selections. The only pick you got wrong, Shreff, was 
the Patriots plus two and a half on that Saturday game. And we all got that wrong. And we all took that, man. Really didn't count against you in the, in the standings. So you're on fire and um, I'm the opposite of whatever you are. (laughs) I'm, I think I'm one in four, one in five in my last five or six picks. And that chip's calling your name. Chip's calling your name. I can't seem to get anything right. Uh, it is a close race between Jack and I for last place, though. I think Jack is... I think we're separated by half a game. We are. Okay, here it is. Jack, you're 13, 16, and 1, and I'm 13 and 17. Yeah. Yikes. Shref at 17, 12, and 1. So, yeah. it's uh, At least we avoided a tiebreaker situation. We didn't think about that. What if you guys both had to eat the chip? That would suck. I think we tie. Like we could still tie. I mean, I I could. I guess I you could, could push, push one. Yeah. I could push. Um, maybe then. If we, we just... tie, then Shrev eats it. Okay, that's no. fair. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're not gonna make. He definitely earned not eating the chip. Uh, but I I was thinking about this, you know, before we started recording. Actually, I think maybe we should just Jack and I go head to head for the playoffs, and then we decide from okay. there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll uh, it'll bleed over into the postseason if, if we have a tie there. How about, uh, hey, some uh, workshopping is live on air. How about we do some kind of contest between us three? We pick every postseason game. I was I was actually going to say an episode idea would be like a, a bracket. No, not 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 like one episode. Like we'll pick against the spread for every game and then we have each have our own record for the, okay. for the playoffs. OK. And we can think of something else for that. I don't know. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So a separate, it's yeah, separate. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Okay. I like it. Yeah, because that wouldn't be that wouldn't be that would be changing the rules, uh, almost at the end here. So. Yeah. Why would we? We don't change the rules. True. Yeah. Exactly. Everything's set in stone all the time. All right. We digress. Shref, the floor is yours. The Eagles look really good right now, and um, any the floor is yours whatever you want to say you, if you want to mention kind of what we were talking about the group chat the other day about the sean watson you can you know say a little bit about that as well but um go ahead yeah i was gonna say i'm gonna do a little half and half here because i mean in terms of the game itself i don't there's not too much to talk about just besides they're they are they're getting hot at the right time um i'm gonna start off with a little stat this is this is via ruben frank who's one of the like like an eagles writer that i appreciate very much because he's very good at coming up with these random stats um, 294 teams in NFL history have been two and five to start off the season. Um, 16 of those teams have finished with a winning, with a winning record and only nine of them have made the playoffs. Um, so the Eagles at the moment are in, in position to add on to that list, which is pretty impressive considering how unlikely that is to happen. Um, huge credit to Nick Sirianni. I was not sold on him at the beginning of the year. And there were a couple games this year, as you guys know, where I was complaining a little bit, um, about how he was coaching this team and like play calling things like that but they i said this in the group chat earlier they they have found an identity which is run the ball and run it often and um it's it's looked really good uh, it doesn't really matter who's been in the backfield for them so far sanders came back he looked pretty good i know he's a little banged up now but i think he's okay um boston scott the giant killer he's still there he's still doing his thing and then Jalen Hurts, once again, I mean, it, it's only a second year, so you, you're going to expect those, you know, bad throws, bad decisions now and again. But all in all, he's he's looked solid. He's been able to do the right things to put them in position to win. It's been awesome. And then on the defensive side of the ball, we're starting to see that old Eagles defense come back, which is, you know, stopping the run, 
And then one thing that they did in their Super Bowl year, which they're starting to do again now, is forcing turnovers. Um, and that is huge, especially down the stretch going into playoffs here. If they're going to be assuming they get in, if they're going to be playing these high-powered offenses, like you're looking at like a Dallas, a Tampa Bay, something like that, you're going to need a defense that's going to be able to create turnovers because you know those guys are going to score. So, I mean, in terms of the game on against the Giants, that was definitely a slow start, but they have, they've been able they, – they've been a second-half team all year. And that was the definition of a second half game for them. They outplayed them pretty much every single play in that second half. Um, and also uh, Jake Fromm. I had a I had a Giants friend in my group chat that was trying to say at the beginning of the week that 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 Jake Fromm was going to come in and and uh, do bad things to them. That 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 didn't that didn't happen. Um, uh-huh. And I, I he might have been the only person who thought that was going to happen. So so shout out to him. Um, but yeah, well, talking say say their name. Expose actually, them. shout him out. His name, his name is Jack McCormick, and uh, he, he, guy he, sucks. Was, he was very, he was very steadfast in thinking that, that, that he was going to come out and light them up that and he, he got pulled for, they benched him for Mike Glennon. If, if you're getting benched for Mike Glennon, that that's a problem in itself. Um, I'd get benched for Mike Glennon. I mean, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually yeah. that was, yeah, I, that was, that was not, <laughs> yeah, obviously. yeah Jack, I, I agree. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, the, uh, the second half of this, which I know you, you guys can chime in on this too, because we were all talking about this. I, I had a couple, um, both Eagles fans and non-Eagles fans saying this in my group chat. They were talking about what's going to happen this offseason, um, talking about, you know, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson's name was brought up a couple different names and talking about the possibility of, of trading for them. And there were two main issues that I have with this argument. And I'll, I'll have to hear if you guys agree or not. The first, um, the first big argument that I have is, they currently have three first round draft picks and a numerous amount of other picks in, in later rounds. I mean, in order to get someone like Deshaun Watson, my guess is that they would have to trade at least two of those picks um, and maybe future picks as well as my guess. Um, I don't feel comfortable doing that one, because this is a team. I understand that they look really good this year and they've been winning games, but there there's still holes on this team. I mean, you have older guys on the offensive line. You have like Jason Kelsey's getting past his, I mean, he's still playing amazing football, but getting up there in age lane, lane Johnson's getting up there in age. You still have a lack of receiver talent. I mean, Jalen Rager has already proven that he's just not just doesn't seem to be working out. So you have holes there on the defensive side of the ball. Fletcher Cox is getting up there in age. Brandon Graham's getting up there in age. You have a linebacker core that's played well this year, but not a lot of like high round talent there. And then in terms of secondary, once again, I mean, you have Darius Slay, who's been awesome. Avante Maddox has been good, but just not much depth there. So there, there's so many holes that need to be filled. And this is the perfect opportunity with three first round draft picks coming up and especially getting to build off of this already good season. You like, they know, they know exactly what holes that need to be fixed, which is a good sign. And then my second point is that I don't understand with, I mean, I understand Jalen Hurts hasn't been like a top five quarterback this year, but it's his second season. He's shown legitimate improvement in pretty much all facets of his game. He's obviously made some bad choices, bad decisions, but overall making throws that he needs to make. He's been helping him win games with both his feet and with his arm. Um, and just he shows and it seems like all the guys in the locker room guys, like they seem to love him there. He seems like a great leader. You can tell he has his head on his shoulders. I don't really get the idea of getting rid of or not getting rid of him, but kind of throwing him to the side after one year where he's clearly shown that he has the ability to start in in NFL games and help your team win games. So I'd love to know what you guys think, but I am very much anti-trading for a quarterback. 
Um, I agree with pretty much everything you said. I view Hurts and uh, the whole Eagles situation regarding him uh, still the same as I did as I did in the season started. That um, I think he's a like a one a great bridge quarterback, and with these three first round picks you have, um, you know, fill in the holes that you talked about, um, and just let this team develop a little bit for this year, maybe next year, and then um, that's when you go after your quarterback. Um, I mean, theoretically, I feel like that's kind of hard to have that all come into fruition perfectly like that, especially when you have, you know, who in the front office. Um, but I mean, that's just the vision I'd see for him. I think he's he has some limitations throwing the ball, but I mean, his running ability is fantastic. And uh, yeah, I mean, as you said, you watch him with a finer eye, he's shown improvement. So um, I agree. I think it's too soon just to just to ditch him and, you know, build the pieces around build the championship pieces around uh the quarterback position using him as a placeholder for these next couple seasons mm-hmm. um yeah and then, then go after your guy yeah I, I i don't see i mean i know like aside from the legal stuff and the you know that's kind of up in the air but and watson's d- played with some poor hands in in houston um i don't know like him and russ like how much I don't, is this really, would that be a championship team with them? I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, the Eagles are exceeding my expectations and a lot of other people's expectations as is this year, but um, yeah, that's what I got. Mitchell, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm for the most part in agreement. I would definitely be more inclined to trade for Russell Wilson over Deshaun Watson. 100%. Yes. Deshaun Watson, like there is, so many different paths that situation can can spiral into and to give up that draft capital for something that's unknown is way too risky uh yeah. i think the eagles I'm always an advocate for going best player available in the draft but i really think they should look at even though the offensive line is i don't even know if arguably but i think definitely is the best part of the team yeah I think you should continue to look to just re just bolster the offensive line and make sure because that is the identity of the team. You need the offensive line needs to be a top seven unit in the league for in order for this team, the way it's constructed for it to succeed. And that's what the Cowboys did uh, about five, six years ago. They had a great offensive line. They continued to draft it even after it was a strength and just keep going in that direction if that falls off in the next year or two you know these guys get hurt again and the age just catches up with them for lane johnson and you know i know jason kelsey still looks amazing out there but say he loses a step in the next year or two due to injury or whatnot then this is going to fall apart fast that is the that is the um the catalyst of this team and the offense more specifically so continue to invest in the offensive line, whether it's in free agency or the draft picks, maybe if they want to, I don't know, but I think that's very important. And just because it's a good portion of the team and it really gelled well together this year, don't neglect it and say like, Oh, that's taken care of. Let's address other, you know, position groups. So I just wanted to say that as well, but overall I'd say, yeah, stay away from the quarterbacks, probably going to handicap you too much with giving up the, the, the picks for, a Russell Wilson or 
Aaron Rodgers, if he, you know, decided he wanted out uh, of Green Bay again this year or, or Watson or whatnot. I think it would just kind of, um, I think they're in a good spot the way things are, the way things yeah. are going. So. If you're going to, if you're going to do anything with those draft picks, I would say if there's a prospect in the draft that you're like in love with, that's going to be going like top 10, maybe yeah, package. If you want to package those picks and move up for a guy that you're like sold on, that's one thing that I'd be okay with if you're confident in the guy that you're picking, but in terms of getting rid of those picks for in Watson's case, a, a very big question mark. I just don't, I don't think that's in the best interest of the team with how the team currently is, is constructed. I don't even consider, I don't even consider Watson like at all. So. Yep. All right. So I guess that's it on the Eagles. They have, uh, they go to Washington this week and then they have the Cowboys at home to end the regular season. And they, uh, like I said, they're currently sitting at eight and seven and um, one win may do it. If two wins will definitely do it, um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes for them. All right. We're going to be talking about some marquee matchups in week 17. And um, if I, let me just pull it up just to make sure I'm, reading off the right ones let's go with the Bengals and the chiefs first this game is in cincinnati if the Bengals win they win the afc north so i think the last time that happened was 2015 i think the steelers beat them in the playoffs that year I yeah believe. that sounds mm-hmm. that sounds right that was the Devontae's perfect year yes so i think that was the last time the Bengals won the division he's a really clean player yeah stand-up guy Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are favored by five points on the road here. They clinched the AFC West last weekend, and they are the uh, favorite here for the one seed in the AFC. What do you guys think happens here in Cincinnati? Over under 51. Um, like I said, Chiefs five-point favorites. What do you guys think? I mean, the Bengals coming off a fantastic game. Joe Burrow throws for 525 yards and five touchdowns. Looks absolutely ridiculous out there. Uh, I think I was talking to TJ. I think he has a he he thinks the Bengals are going to win this game. He thinks the Chiefs are due for a loss, and I mean he may be a little bit biased. He's uh, one of the bigger Joe Burrow fran- fans I know out there, so he might have some uh, biases there. But what are we thinking? The you want to check? Uh, you go first. Okay. Um, I w- I'll start off by saying this is, I mean, there's been a lot of fun games this year. This might be the game that I'm maybe most looking forward to so far this season. Um, just because this is, I mean, this is just great offense versus great offense. Um, so very exciting. There's so many like young, good playmakers in this game that it, it's, it's just a very fun one. I, if I was gonna, if I was right now going to say, who's going to win this game. I think this is a game, especially getting close to playoff time where you see these more experienced teams kind of rise up and, and uh, win these games. So if I was a betting man, which I, I very much am, I, I would say the chiefs probably at the moment. Um, it's pretty safe to say, I think that the chiefs are maybe the hottest team in football right now. I mean, when, when's the last time they lost a game? Or on an eight game winning streak, which is yeah. NFL's best. So I mean, and the Dolphins are Dolphins are on a seven. Yep. Yeah. Clearly, clearly one of the hottest teams in football right now. And I mean, that's a team that if they get rolling, no team wants to face them. I don't care how many points you can score against them. Um, 
overall, like I said, I, I, I've, I've been loving the Bengals this year, but they, I think you guys will agree, especially being in their division and probably watching them a bit more closely than me. They, they do kind of go, they're a little up and down where they'll, they'll come out one week and do what they did uh, this past week against the Ravens, but then they'll come out another week and just look a little flat. Um, I just think more than anything, I think this is, this is around the time of year where you see these more experienced teams kind of rise up and the chiefs are definitely the definition of an experienced team considering the success they've had the last couple seasons. Um, so I think it's going to be a high scoring game. At least I hope it is because I want this game to live up to the hype that it's obviously going to have. But I think if it, if, if it comes down to it, I think chiefs win this game. Uh, yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. And I mean, you start off by saying this is great offense versus great offense, which I guess you could say that's both teams identities, but both defenses are above league average in points against so like they're solid too um but to give praise to the Bengals offense the the uh first duo to have a thousand yards in the league uh or wide receiver duo is t higgins and jamar chase which i would not have guessed that preseason i mean and they also have tyler boyd who's i i'd say uh one of the league's best slot receivers and a great running back so um yeah, surprisingly, this game, I would not have expected this to to be like this at the beginning of the season. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. But I I don't know. I would pick the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are five-point favorites, maybe five-and-a-half. So maybe at that, I'll, I'd go with the, the Bengals. But it's hard to pick get a bet against the Chiefs. They've been so hot, as we said, eight games in a row. Yeah, I'm going with Chiefs win, Bengals cover. Okay, that would be my uh, opinion there. The Bengals, it's interesting. In the, they've had five games against the AFC North so far. They have one remaining against Cleveland week 18. Um, but all the games have been, there's been no close games. They, they beat the Steelers twice handedly. They beat the Ravens twice handedly. But then they got absolutely destroyed by the Browns. So it's just interesting how all five games have been kind of, uh, I mean, I guess the first Bengals game against us, the game that I went to, it was 24 to 10, but, you know, they were dominating us the whole game. So I don't know if that score is really indicating of that, but. Right. So, I mean, two, all five games have been, I just thought that was interesting how they're usually, usually the AFC North very, and all division games for that matter, are very close usually, but for some reason, um, they have all been blowouts. But yeah, I mean, I'm it's it's cool that, that this definitely has some playoff implications. Like Jack just said, you know, you wouldn't have thought that earlier on in the year. I think a lot of people either thought the Bengals would be third or fourth in the division, and now you know they've got a great chance of winning it. So definitely uh one to look forward to there and um Last thing on this, I, I it's good. Uh, Travis Kelsey's back uh, for all the fantasy owners or fantasy managers in the championship. So you get him back there. And um, you always want to see all the squads at full strength at this time of year as, mu- as much as it's possible. So do you want a fun bangle stat quick before we move on? Sure. And then I'm going to ask you for another stat on another team. Ooh. You probably won't have it off the top of your head, but maybe if you could do some research, but yeah, go ahead. But Okay. So Joe Burrow has over 4,000 yards. Joe Mixon has over a thousand yards and Jamar Chase and D Higgins both have over a thousand yards. Bengals are the first team in NFL history to have a 4,000 yard passer, 
thousand yard rusher and two thousand yard receivers who are all 25 or younger in the same season. Wow. Whoa. Pretty cool. I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, I feel like that, you know, w- w- the added without adding the last part of 25 or younger, I feel like that's had to have happened. Definitely happened, but 25 or younger, pretty hmm. crazy. Interesting. Hey, if Tyler Boyd goes off these next two games, um, could have a thousand yard trio. How much is he at right now? He needs to average 104 yards these last two games. 104 or 40? 104. Okay. Very doable. It's uh, yeah. I mean, for him, it's it's probably not going to happen, but it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world if it did. Man so. can dream. Just dying for a thousand yard trio. H2P, Jack. H2P. Hail to him. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next game we're going to be talking about here uh, will be the Dolphins and the Titans. And the stat I was going to ask Shrep about uh, if he has any, what's the record? What's the stats on a, a one and seven team making the playoffs? Has that even ever happened? Uh, that's a great question. I, I was that one that I was looking at earlier was just Eagles based, but then I guess that also means that they, I guess they would also be considered in, in as part of that statistic that I said. Um, well, I guess they're, they're actually more in a league of their, they're probably in a, a smaller percentage in that case. Cause I think the one that I saw was saying that teams that start two and five, they started, what did they start? One and one six, and seven, one and seven. They've that, won seven in a row. Now they're eight and seven. And currently if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. Yeah. You would probably be hard pressed to find another, um, another team that's done that. I'd assume that's a, that's an impressive feat on their part. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think the Texans did it at one and six one year, but I don't know okay. about one and seven. That would be, uh, that'd be pretty insane. This week, though, they take on the Titans in Tennessee. The Titans are favored by three and a half, over under at 40, so pretty low uh, total there. Can the Dolphins, I mean, they, they got the Titans on the road, and then they got at home uh, against the Patriots to, to end the season. What do you think is going to happen uh, with this week against Tennessee and then uh, the last week against the Patriots? Two relatively tough uh, matchups here for Miami to continue its winning streak. Uh, this game specifically, I like the Dolphins. The, the Titans just don't really impress me. I think uh, so obviously they're the focal point of their offense, Derek Henry. He's been out since the, that Colts game, um, whatever week that was. I'm looking at their past schedule now. So he's got hurt in the last game was the Colts game, I believe. The following week was the Rams, who they surprisingly beat on in prime time. Um, then they barely edge out the Saints, then lose to the Texans, lose to the Pats, beat the Jaguars, lose to the Steelers, and then barely edge out the Niners on Thursday night. Um, and also, I mean, as I just said, they played the Steelers a couple weeks ago, and so I watched them closer then. The Titans just, like, they don't impress me. Their their offense is, is, so, is pretty bland. Their defense isn't great. I know in terms of points against, they're about average. Um, but they're just uh, – without Derrick Henry, I know they have A.J. Brown back, which is a huge help. But other like if you take A.J. Brown out of the equation, like this offense is, is just really, really bland. And I don't know. Dolphins are really hot. Um, I know the Titans are at home, but I think I'd take the Dolphins. I... You concur. I think I do. I'm. I, I've. Uh, I mean, obviously, as a as an Eagles fan who owns the Dolphins draft pick, it's been um, a tough scene to see this happen. But 
at the same time, I mean, going into this year, I thought the Dolphins were going to be a good team. I mean, they're they're pretty well-rounded. I, I really like Brian Flores as a coach. I think he, he did an awesome job last year with them. Um, and I think he's doing a pretty good job, obviously a very good job with them this year. And I think I, I do agree with Jack. Um, the offense itself has, I mean, it ran through Derrick Henry. And now that he's not there, their running game has obviously not been as good. Um, this team, this offense is pretty much um, – it all comes down to AJ Brown, as Jack said. If he if he shows up, they're they're gonna they're gonna have a chance. I mean, we saw it in that Niners game. I mean, what did he have? Like a hundred? He had like hundred eighty, something crazy like that. I don't think that he had hundred forty. If you look at the target around. share, he had I think he had like sixteen targets. The next guy had like six or something crazy yeah, like, like that. He, and I then mean, yeah, eleven catch on sixteen targets. Right. Yeah. I mean, he he's their whole offense, so it's definitely gonna come down to him. I I just think if you're if you're going against a team that has a pretty formidable defense and has a corner that can um, kind of watch, maybe not obviously like shut him down. Cause I don't know if it's possible to shut AJ Brown down, but at least contain him and keep him from like bringing out those huge plays. Um, I think I definitely like the dolphins in this game. And I also want to note, um, talk about a wasted uh, guy to bring in Julio Jones is, is, is he, I don't think does Julio Jones exist anymore. Is he a person? Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, just significant hamstring in- issues at this. But point I mean, in that, his career that that sets him. It did. I, that's what I mean. Like I, I was, I was excited to see what he could do, and I think it, it, it didn't take long for me to realize that I don't, I don't know if he is gonna ever really return to what he was. Most likely not. Nope. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know this one. I, uh, I think the Titans. I think I, I predict every game for the the whole entire season. I think I picked the Dolphins here, Ooh. but I might be I might be backtracking on that. I might be going with the Titans here. I'm just looking at the Dolphins' wins here and their in their winning streak. And yes, you have to play who's on your schedule, so you can't take anything away from a team. And it's hard to win in this league. So especially to rattle off seven seven in a row, it doesn't matter who you play. That's that's very impressive. So. Did want to put that disclaimer out there. However, I think context is important, and let's let's go through their wins here. And they're a seven-game winning streak. First game of the winning streak, they beat the Texans at home by eight. So, not yeah. Then they get the Ravens. Uh, that was a Thursday night game, you know, also at home. So they're getting a team coming on the road on a short week. Still an impressive win, though. Ravens were really good at the time. Mm-hmm. Then they beat the Jets. Then they beat the Panthers. Then they beat the Giants. Then they beat the Jets again. And then they beat the Saints with Ian Book. Sorry, Jack, but it's Ian Book. So it's not certainly not the most impressive uh, opponents. And then they get the Titans on the road, who are 10-5. and five. Titans have a little bit of an extended rest here. They played on Thursday, and the Dolphins played on Monday. So, the, you know. There's that factor as well. Then they got the Patriots the last week of the season who they've beaten. They already beat the Patriots. They played in week one. They did win. Um, however, the Patriots are uh, a different team now, much different yeah. than they were back then. So um, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get it done this week. I don't know if they'll get it done next week. It's been a, it's been a great season. I'm sure if you were a Dolphins fan, you've gone through a wide range of emotions uh, you don't have your pick, so I guess you were always rooting for just to 
win as many games as possible, mm-hmm. even when you were uh, one and seven. But I, d- I just don't think it's going to be enough, unfortunately, for uh, Miami. Uh, so about the targets of last week's game, uh, for Titans, all Titans pass catchers. Two one 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 three one three sixteen. Yeah, I knew I I knew it was it was such a wide disparity. It yeah, was, that's nuts. Yeah. He just he was another one of him and T. Higgins uh really won people their matchups last week. Yeah. But I mean I, I I mean it depends on your team. You know, if you're in a bigger league then you had to play your guys, but I uh I give a lot of advice to um my girlfriend's dad for fantasy and he's in an eight team league. Oh and, yeah. You know, so the, all the teams are really good and, and his team is really good. And I told him to bench AJ Brown because he oh, had no. other options and you know, it, it was tough because it was his first game back in like four or five games. I'm yeah. like, he has CD lamb. He has, uh, Antonio Brown, uh, which I also Antonio Brown's first game back in a, in a while. However, you know, another thing, it, he got a lot of targets as well. So that ended up not being like terrible, you know, but all right. Next game we're going to be talking about is the Raiders and the Colts. The Raiders had an impressive win last week over the uh, the Broncos. They edged them out there at the end. Uh, the Colts sit at the five seed at nine and six, and the Raiders are at the 10 at eight and seven. So only one game separates them. However, five spots in the standings. Colts will be without Carson Wentz as he's on the COVID-19 reserve list. And I believe Sam Ellinger is going to be starting, correct? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's definite yet because of the whole CDC uh, day reduction. Now it's 10 to 5 days. So I think that still puts Wentz um, possibly playing. But I have to imagine it's not likely. But I think that's still a possibility. The issue he's not vaccinated, so I don't. Does that change things? I I still think he's still in play to play this week, but um, okay. yeah. Did he is he positive or is he close contact? I he's positive, I but positive. It, it was positive like two days ago, or yesterday. So, I mean, five days will pass before the game, so I don't know. Probably has to yield another negative test or a negative test before then. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, who wants to start? I can see. Yeah, it's it's just it's hard to know what to make of this game. If right. You know, I mean, the quarterback obviously changes a lot. They uh, there were I think a day or two where they didn't have the line out for this game, just because it was so uncertain. Right. Um, if Ellinger does play, can the Colts win this game? Is it possible for them to kind of eke out a win behind Jonathan Taylor and and their defense? I'm trying to I'm trying to find yeah right now I guess they're assuming Wentz is going to play because the Colts are six and a half point favorites. Okay. Uh, I even without Wentz like the Colts another I know they're only on a three game winning streak. Um, hot, though. but yeah they're the I'd also like, great wins. Right, I, I'd say they're one of the hottest teams too. Really impressive wins. Um. This is a year I I mean if if Henry was still healthy he would be heavily in the MVP discussion. I would like to see Jonathan Taylor more in the discussion here. Um I mean he's been obviously fantastic, leads the league in rushing. Um t- yeah, rushing touchdowns and yards. So um 
When was the last time that's happened? Running back leads in both rushing and yards and touchdowns. I feel like that doesn't happen very often. Probably not. Um, Did Henry do it last year? He had 17 touchdowns, I think. Mm, Then you might have 2,000 yards. Okay. I'll go check. Maybe maybe you're just dumb, Jack. Maybe I am. But the Raiders, I know they haven't had Waller out out there the past couple weeks, but he just got ruled out for the season. He's on a season ending IR. The Ravens just take, or sorry, did I say Ravens? I meant Raiders. Raiders take blow after blow. And um, I don't know. I, I don't see who Colts are home or no Raiders are home, right? I think so. Uh, Colts are home. Jack oh. also Derek Henry did it in 2019 and 2020. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he led in both, both years. <laughs> okay. Excluding Derek Henry. I bet it hasn't happened since like 1987. There you go. <laughs> so I think. The Colts should win this. However, Raiders are kind of an unpredictable team where I could just see them squeaking out a weird one. I feel like that's kind of how they they keep just battling. They they I know we don't talk highly of the Broncos, but they beat the Broncos last week. Um, you don't talk highly of the Broncos. Uh, I like that's the Mitchell's job. Speak for yourself, Mitchell's job. Um, right. I don't know. I I think the Colts should definitely win this game. Um. Because it's the Raiders, and I think they're a weird team, I wouldn't be comfortable with the cover. But, uh, I mean, the Raiders' defense still isn't good. I, they're, like, pretty at the bottom in terms of points against. And, they're, yeah, they're, like, 24th. Um, I'm actually going to check what they are with run defense because, obviously, that's the identity of the Colts. Uh, I believe they're bottom five in fantasy points allowed. I don't know about rushing yards, though. Uh, I have it right here. Raiders. Uh, they're, I mean, they're like upper teens, I think, in rush yards. But, so, I mean, it's still not good, but, you know. They let up the third most fantasy points to running backs. Okay. Smack, you couldn't ask for a better matchup for Jonathan Taylor, who probably led so many teams to fantasy championships. Right. So, yeah, it's gonna be especially uh, coming off a um a, a down week for him. I think he only, he didn't put up too many this past yeah, week. Yeah, he only had like a, a hundred ten yards and no touchdowns yeah, he, and no catches. Yeah, I don't yeah. think either. Ten point eight half PPR points. So there you go. He's definitely due. Watch out. Definitely due. I um I agree with Jack. Um I I also will probably be staying away from the the spread of this game just because the Raiders freak me out when it comes to that. They're one of those teams that like I just. I can never seem to get them right when I try to predict a game for them. Um, but just in terms of like team versus team, the Colts are clearly the the better team roster wise. Um, definitely one of the hotter teams in the last couple of weeks. And as you said, Mitchell, like three, like, it, it, I mean, you, you beat, you beat Pats, you beat, they beat Arizona, correct? Or do they, yeah. And then who was their other win that they, who else did they beat? Uh, Houston. Okay. But, but still. They've won four of their past five, and the one wing before that was they blew out Buffalo. So, so there you go. Yeah. So you, so you get Buffalo, you get New England, you get Arizona. Like they are, they are playing the best of the best, and they are beating the best of the best. Um, you can tell it's all starting to come together at the right time. Carson Wentz is has been looking very good as of late. Um, that makes me somewhat happy to see. I don't know if it makes me like over the moon happy to see, but it, it's cool to see. Um, just overall, I, I think if you're looking at this, it, it should be a no brainer for the Colts to win this. But once again, the Raiders are the Raiders, and they do weird things almost every week. So I, it wouldn't, it really wouldn't surprise me if they randomly came out and won that game. But 
if I if I'm if I'm using my better judgment, I think the Colts win this game pretty handily. All right. I think it's a stay away too. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to do. Especially with I mean I I'd have to verify if Wednesday is guaranteed to play, but mm-hmm. uh especially with that ambiguity as well at the quarterback uh position. Two more games we're going to be talking about here with playoff implication. Next, we got the Rams and the Ravens in Baltimore. Um, The Rams, I believe, are three and a half point favorites. Let me just confirm that. Yes, they are. Total set at 46 and a half. Uh, The Rams are, are they currently atop of the uh, NFC West? Um, Rams? Yes, they are. They're 11-4 and the Cardinals are 10 and 5. So... Rams are in the driver's seat now there and Baltimore um, who once, you know, have they lost four in a row? They've been, re- I yes, mean, they with, have. They were, without Lamar, they've been, they've been a shell of themselves without him. They were there. the one seed on <clears throat> beginning of December. Wow. They've lost four in a row. Not great. To the Steelers, Browns, Packers, and Bengals. Uh, very tough schedule. And then they got the Rams and the Steelers again. So it doesn't really get that much easier. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Ravens are in desperation mode now. They really need to get it together if they want to make the postseason. What do you guys think? This is in Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson should be back. Yep. So that obviously helps them out a lot. Um, at least get Tyler Huntley in there. If don't sorry, Josh Johnson. I know you're uh, <laughs> you've got a very historic. Uh, you know, memorable career playing with. Yeah, so you, teams, you were going to say historic. You can't you, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong adjective. Maybe historic in terms of playing for the most teams ever and most league yeah. ever. Memorable. Well, sorry, memorable the, is the better word. Memorable. There's a uh, there's a reason why he's been on so many teams. So mm. they can't, they need Hunt. Sorry, Mr. Johnson. Uh, <laughs> they need Huntley or Lamar back uh, if they want to have a chance. And um, I don't know. I mean, what what do you guys think? I mean, I I think the Rams are going to win this one. I but what agree. do I know? I suck at lock of the week. I definitely think the Rams are going to win. I agree. The report comes out that he today Lamar turned returned to practice, but with a pronounced limp. I honestly think, um, I mean, if he's going to play, there if Lamar's healthy enough to like suit up, like I don't see them uh, not playing him, but. Like Huntley may be more effective if if Lamar is truly hurt. Um, I just don't see I don't see how they can beat the Rams. Like the Rams are obviously a very good football team, and aside from Lamar, they just battle injury after injury the whole this whole season. And if Lamar is playing injured, I just don't see how they have a shot at all. If Lamar is even fully healthy, I think that I'd still I'd still take the Rams. Even though the even though the Ravens are desperate and at home, I think the Rams are just that, playing that much better, and are just that much healthier all around. Yeah, yep. I mean, they talk about a hot team. They're also won four in a row: uh, Jaguars, Cardinals, Seahawks, and Vikings. And yeah. Um, they, yeah, they look really good right now. I one thing I wanted to say. I mean, we're talking about Jonathan Taylor, great matchup. Look what the Bengals did to the Ravens last week, and then you have. Cooper Cup going against that that yeah, secondary. So true. Cooper Cup should have a very he always has an amazing game, but this should be no different. So yeah, I was I, I was gonna say, I mean, th- this game sets up kind of perfectly for the Rams in a sense where like 
I mean, they're, they're, the name of their game is going to be throwing the ball and kind of creating those big plays down the field. And this Ravens offense, like the, the Ravens offense doesn't score quick. If they're, if they're going to score, they're, they're built on Lamar Jackson being able to run the ball, Mark Andrews on those, like on those little like 10, 15 yard catches like it, this, if the Rams get out to a lead early, I don't see a situation where the Ravens are going to be able to like score a bunch of points and come back quick. So as long as the Rams start out and maybe get a touchdown on the board early, I don't, I, I, I think this game could be over by halftime, honestly. Yeah. The Ravens have a very methodical style of offense, yeah. but you know, not many quick hitters, especially, I mean, Marquise Brown, who was once a non-existent, his average depth of target, you know, early on in his career was so high, but now like, his targets, he's more of a, you'll see him have maybe seven catches for 50 yards as opposed to prior, he'd be more of a five catch, 110 yard guy. Yeah. So they're utilizing him in a very weird way, very different than what he's probably accustomed to. And like you said, Trev, it doesn't um, lend itself well for, I guess, big plays and coming from behind more it's just a, a methodical slow yeah many play drive type of football so very interesting there um yeah i don't know i mean it, i guess i mean we're not really going to talk about the steelers game so i guess we can just briefly mention it here I, jack you can correct me if i'm wrong but it does it, this game doesn't really matter for the steelers right it just all comes down to us next week against them assuming we win this week but if the ravens win it doesn't really matter for us, right? Oh, you mean the Ravens game? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the Steelers game Game doesn't matter if we win or not. No, no, um, no. The Steelers need to win out to have a chance at the yeah. playoffs. But uh, well, yeah, in terms, really of, in terms of edging out the Ravens, yeah, it, uh, you were correct. Okay. Yes. All right. Just wanted to clarify that, so... Anything else in this game? We can move on to our final one. Now we live. We live. We still live. Mm -hmm. Cardinals at the Cowboys, two teams that are um, coming off of two different types of games. I just feel extremely embarrassed that I picked the football team to cover. That was out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally immediately. (laughs) I thought the Cowboys might have scored 70 points. They they tried. They almost did. (laughs) If they they kept Dak in, maybe. That sucks for Charlie, man. We're going to do a quick anecdote here. Charlie had a great team all year in fantasy. He was 12-2, and was the one seed in our league. He needed... um, he was down 31 going into Sunday night football and he only had Dak left and his opponent had the, the uh, saints defense. So he pretty much needed Dak to have like 40 of a shot and he had 31 at halftime <laughs> and then they took him out. So he's only had a one point lead going into Monday night football. So Tough. they kept Dak in there. Charlie might've had a real shot uh, at winning it. So Tough like, even if, even if Dak, like, like we were watching together and on the blocked punt, when the Cowboys scored on that block punt, like if they, if Washington just punted that away and Cowboys got it, I feel like they would have kept Dak out there that drive. And if Dak led a touchdown drive, like that could have been yeah. enough. And then you, you also have that, uh, that Demarcus Lawrence pick six. So there, there was right. a few, a few yeah. things that happened. Exactly. Well, nonetheless, that was a very, very uh, inaccurate call on my part to say the least. 
And, um, and yeah, it worked out for Shruff because he went head to head against me in that one. He went Cowboys minus 10. So what are we thinking here? Cowboys have clinched the NFC East. Cardinals are kind of in a free fall right now. They also have clinched a playoff berth, but kind of backpedaled into that, if, if you will. Cardinals sit at 10 and five, Cowboys 11 and four. And the Cowboys are five and a half point favorites. Yeah. Yes. Over under set at 52. Can the Cardinals get right here? Um, what, what are we thinking? It's a tough game for the Cardinals to get right. Yeah, I can. But you I got this. Yeah, I, um, these are two teams that are going in very opposite directions. Um, Cardinals have not. I mean, they were. How long were they undefeated for? Did they start seven and zero? Seven or eight and zero. Um, and since then, it is it has just not been good for them. Um, Dallas, on the other hand, I mean, obviously, we we all knew that the offense was going to be kind of what it is now, which is. Dak looking awesome, running game still somewhat there. And then, I mean, you have three legit, like, top receivers in Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup. Um, but the defense has really surprised me. Um, they have legitimate playmakers at every level of the field. You have on the D-line, Demarcus Lawrence is starting to look like himself again. Randy Gregory, when, when yeah. in the game, has looked awesome this year. Um, obviously, Micah Parsons, who has a rookie, has a legit argument for defensive player of the year. And then in your secondary, you have another guy who has an argument for defensive player of the year with Diggs. Um, shout out to Aiden Diggs, per usual. Um, yeah, I, I know you do, Jack. That's why I had to mention it. But um, this is like, I mean, if 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 Dallas is if, if Dallas just had their offense rolling, I would say this game is going to be a good one. But I, unless something crazy happens and this Dallas defense just like stops doing what they're doing, I don't see any chance that the Cardinals win this game. And then I also want to ask. As someone who going into a championship matchup has Dallas's defense, do I stick with them? I think have I do. To. Are they I the number one defense now, or are they two still? Uh, they're so, you're like I can check right now on ESPN, but I mean I like what are, especially what are, like what are what would the alternatives? Be I for I don't them? even know. It, it's more just because they're playing Arizona, but at the same time, you, even if they do allow some points, you have to imagine that that they're probably going to force a turnover. Yeah. Yeah, I they are. They are on ESPN. They are currently the number one ranked defense. So I, yeah, so, so I, I, I got to keep them in. Right. Um, I don't see how the Cardinals could win this game. I really see the Cardinals as the 2021 version of the 2020 Steelers. Like they're really, they're really falling apart. Uh, the Hopkins on season-ending IR that's hurting them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then James Conner last game, so that could have um affected things yeah and he, he's still not fully healthy yet right so. um but the cowboys i think this last game dak for the first time in a couple weeks looks like he's playing fully healthy and he's back to himself and we saw the results of that and this defense is also incredible as Jeff harped on and we all know uh cowboys are second in the league in point differential at plus 150 um i think they're I, I know it's the Cowboys and people want to say it's the same old Cowboys, but this Cowboys team looks really, really good. Uh, they're peaking at the right time and I, they're, they're just dominant both sides of the ball when fully healthy. And I think they're, they're at full health right now. So yeah, it's going to be a tough one for the Cardinals. Here's my random stat of the day. It has nothing to do with this game. We need a random breaking news. So keep your eye out. Here, I, I, go I will Twitter. keep my eye out. I'll, I'll, I'll look while you're talking. 
Guess how many fantasy points the Jaguars defense has in the past seven games. <laughs> total uh, or per week? Total. Seven games. Four. Yeah, I was going to say it's definitely under 10. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone one, one, three, negative three, five, two, and one. Wow. So <laughs> they, have four, they have 49 points on the year. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so. Dallas. Dallas put up like twenty two last week. Yeah, that's like half that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, just crazy stats. Um, yeah, I'll certainly keep my eye out for uh, breaking news. Of course, we have Adam Sheffer tweet notifications on. So yeah, yeah, same. So I'm sure we'll, we'll all get alerted if we got something random. Also, um, official. I think today I saw Dan Campbell already declined an interview um, for the, I believe, the Jags head Dan coaching Quinn, position. Dan Quinn. Dan, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Same, same thing. Actually, not the same thing at no, all. No, definitely two, two not very the different same people. Thing. Um, sorry, Dan Quinn, which is a, a good sign for Dallas fans of just seeing what this defense has done this year. What was more egregious in today's episode as we as we transitioned to lock of the week? Me calling Josh Johnson's career historic, that, or, Shre- or Shreff calling Dan not even Quinn close. and Dan Campbell the same for you, you saying Josh Johnson's career was, was historic? That it, that that is that is just that's egregious if I've ever heard it. Well, technically, it's historic. I mean, has anyone ever been on that many teams? I don't I think know. Maybe right, not, but like <laughs> mem- memorable is more uh, appropriate. All right. Well, well, I think with with that being said, I think it's time to move on to lock of the week to round <laughs> out today's show. Shref, um, like I, like we said at the top, is 17, 12, and one, and he has Good. clinched, not last. With that being said, I think you should go first, Shref, because um, perfect. Although the fans do want to hear what you have to say, because you you are very hot right now, and if they've been tailing you. Yeah, uh, they they should be heavily in the profit. Yeah, but uh, in terms of lock of the week, it's uh, less uh, crucial here. But yeah, go ahead, tell us your pick. Yeah, well, the one thing that has got me to where to the point that I'm at this year is is sticking to my guns and sticking to teams that have been winning me money. So in the spirit of that, I'm going to be starting off with um, sticking with a team that has won me a lot of money. So give me Cowboys minus five and a half against the Cardinals. I know at least one of you guys is definitely going to take it with me. So I'm glad you guys let me go first, but five and a half with how good this offense looks and how many turnovers this defense is creating Cardinals don't have Deandre Hopkins. They're in an absolute free fall. As we mentioned, I then Dallas is at home five and a half. Give it to me. Fair enough. I will not be taking that. So it will not be me at least sucks for you. Uh well yeah I'm gonna take the Cardinals or sorry the Cowboys Do Cowboys it. Take Cowboys the Cardinals. Cowboys uh-huh. Cowboys um the uh I mean we just talked about the game and Cowboys got the best cover record in the league and I see no reason to not pick them so I'm gonna go with the Cowboys all right so I'm not going with the Cowboys as I said I'm just writing them all down here. So my first one is going to be the Detroit Lions plus seven. I like it. It's uh they're ten and five against the spread this year, and that's third best in the league. So that just tells me I've said it, I think I told Jack last week maybe, but you know, 
the players play hard for Dan Campbell. I don't think this is a secret. And yes, they may not be winning a lot of games, but they are in them. And here's the here's the icing on top of the cake of why I'm very confident in this one. If they can cover with Tim Boyle last week, then they can cover with Jared Goff. They can certainly cover with Jared Goff. So, I mean, it's just... I think Tim Boyle is, is actually two and zero against the spread, <laughs> which is which is very surprising. So, you know, I mean, I I just feel really confident in this one. I know it, it seems weird when you know you're in desperation mode as I am. I definitely need a a, a win here that you'd be going with the Lions. But however, you got to look at it against the spread. They're they're third best in the league at covering, and um, it, it, I think they're gonna. You know, they're, they're not thinking about, oh, we need a better draft pick. The players are playing to win. They're going to play hard every week. And they play Seattle, who Seattle is coming off a brutal loss, and maybe they'll just be mailing it in for the last two games of the season anyway. They're eliminated from the playoffs. So, yeah. I, uh, and the Lions get a touchdown. So, I, I, I'll, I'll go with that. Another, another point to add to your credit, too, is you have golf going against a team that he's very familiar with in the Seahawks as well. There we go. I didn't even need more confidence, but I gave me some more. So there you go. All right, Shref, your second lock of the week. All right. So now that I took my team that I've been rolling with, I am going to have some fun with this one because I have locked in my position as not having to eat the chip. Um, so for this one, Mitchell, you just took um, obviously one of the one of the worst teams in the league to cover. I will also be taking one of the worst teams in the league to cover in the Houston Texans plus 12 and a half against the Niners. I am slowly very, I, I want to emphasize very slowly becoming a Davis Mills believer. Very, very slowly. How slow? Uh, like about as slow as you as you could, as you could go. Um, but this is more a reflection in, I mean, we've, we, we, we've been noted Kyle Shanahan haters on this podcast before. Um, and mostly for me, what's doing this is that 12 and a half is a lot of points for any game, but especially against a team like the Niners who aren't like, I mean, obviously you have Debo Samuel, but this isn't a team that's going to like drop 28 points on you in the first half. Like the, this game, I would be shocked if this game is, is high scoring. So giving them 12 and a half points to me seems like a bit much. Um, I obviously understand it's the Texans, but also coming off a one of the bigger, I would say one of the bigger upsets of the year um within that chargers game especially with how like convincingly they won that game um so the texans have been looking like a like an actual nfl team in recent weeks so give me the texans plus 12 and a half let's roll yeah i mean they uh and i can't believe they won last week that's um and like convincingly too it wasn't even like a close one like they 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 looked like good yeah i don't know Last two weeks. I mean, I know they put the Jags the week before, but they won that one by two touchdowns, and then they won yeah. this one by 12. So maybe a little bit of momentum here. Who knows? Yeah. Jack, who are you going with your second lock of the week? Tough. It's tough. <laughs> uh, there's a couple I like. You guys got some nerves. I love to see it. I love seeing you guys squirm. I know what I'm going with. Oh, Mitch was confident. You go first. I don't want to take yours. It'll help me decide maybe if you do. Steelers plus three and a half. Let's lock okay. it in. Ooh. One of the ones I was thinking about, but I didn't want to 
didn't wasn't I don't think I was gonna go for that, but I I love that. I think I'm gonna emotionally bet on the Steelers because this is gonna be Big Ben's last game in Heinz Field, and he owns the Browns. And I I I really we talked we mentioned briefly Steelers are playing back against the wall. Give him a good and farewell. Give him a good when, farewell. Yeah, that's when Tom and the Steelers thrive. So I I I I see the Steelers winning. So Mitchell, I just I made your case for you. you. Don't need to say anything. It's exactly what I would have said. I mean, it's gonna be Ben's last home game. And um, are you gonna take a money line when you bet then? Might as well. I don't know. Or I I, mean, I I thought we were gonna win this game beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, and I never have wavered from that that thought. I like it. So just because it's it's Ben's last home game. I know we're everyone's gonna be extra motivated. Mm-hmm. Maybe we won't win eighteen eight week eighteen against Baltimore, but I think we're winning this one. Monday Night Football just feels like a win. I know we played terribly last week, but throw that out the window. I like it. Two um, dogs for me. Who am I back against the wall? I think I'm going to go with the... Uh, I'll take the Bucks. Oh. 12 and a half. 12 and a half. They're just so much better than the Jets. And... Um, Tom Brady owns the Jets, so yep. that's something. That's all I got. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a stat on this, but I feel like the Bucks in these like games where they're favored by like double digits. I feel like they. I feel like they've they been cover covering. Those, yeah, I feel like they cover those pretty often. Then didn't they? Just, they just did it last week, right? Yeah, against yep. the Panthers. Yeah, they they beat the Panthers on the they road. Blow out right? Bad. They they, yeah, they blow out bad teams. Right. So I see that happening again. Another so other games I was kind of considering. I like the Packers to cover six and a half. I like the Dolphins to cover three and a half. They're underdogs. Excuse me. They're three and a half underdogs. So it's another one I was deciding between. Also like the Rams minus three and a half against the Ravens. But yeah. Yeah. Gonna go with the Bucks minus 12 and a half. Will the Patriots cover 15? I think they will. I think they're my- yeah, Jags stink. I Down think they back. will too. What about how about how about Eagles are only three and a half favorites? Mm. I think I also I heard a stat. I don't remember the exact record, but teams that lost. I think uh, I, I'm going to butcher it, but it was coming off in a, in, a, in a. I think losing by forty points or something like that, or like have a really good record against the spread the following week. Interesting. I mean, part of that too, like I get, I get the Eagles are on the road, but as someone who has gone to Washington to watch an Eagles game, I guarantee you that that, that stadium is going to be 75% Eagles fans. Yeah. Like that is, that, that is the furthest thing from an away game for them. Chargers and, and football team are notorious for having yeah. other, other fans fill up their stadiums. So yeah. Shout out to Dan Snyder. He's doing a great job over there. Heck of a job. Yep. Heck of a job being a creep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I think that's it for today's episode, folks. Um, oh, we will see. I mean, between Jack and I, it's going to be a very close yeah, race. Good luck, boys. I'm excited to watch now. Um, How do I, what does that look like? Like, do I, have I clinched like the win as well? You didn't clinch first place. Okay. Not quite. Because if, if you go 0 and 2 both weeks and Jack goes 2 yeah. 0 both weeks, then you'll, okay. you'll So if I win, so if I win one of these this weekend, it's over. Yes, if you win yep. and if you win 
any of the next any four. Of them, or, or if Dan, I lose. Or Jack loses any of the next four. All right, cool. <laughs> then, you, then you win. So. Right, and if, cool. if I if I, I win can't both. Win. I can't I can come in first. You if just I, can maybe not eat the chip. Right. If I win both and Mitchell loses both this week, then it's Mitchell probably. I don't know. It's not mm. worth even figuring out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out yeah. in the meantime. But okay. nonetheless, thank you folks for listening to this week's episode. Um, if you're smart, pick the Texans plus 13 and uh, Cowboys minus five and a half because Shreff unless it doesn't hit, it. unless it doesn't hit, in which case, I, in which case I didn't say anything. In which case, Shreff's uh, already know he's 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 let his guard down because I, I have let my guard down because there's not going to be a chip in my mouth anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not uh, the world's hottest chip, but maybe some other type. There will probably be a chip in my mouth. I just don't yeah. think it'll be. I don't, I don't think the spice level is going to be off the charts. Right. Exactly. All right, folks. Follow us on Instagram at Hogline Podcast and TikTok at Hogline uh, Podcast. Stay tuned for the coming weeks here for our, uh, what is this, eighth annual uh, playoff pool? Yep. So stay tuned for details for that. Let's try to make it our biggest year ever. And uh, good luck to everyone who, you know, wants to participate in that. We will catch you next week in another episode. And, um, yeah. Take See care, boys. Peace, love, prosperity, happiness, joy, everlasting life, and almonds. Amen. <laughs>